the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to episode 37. Yes! How was that better? Like, Some of you just heck? got scared in your cars and almost hit something. I'm sorry. It's Chloe's fault. Last right. episode, she said that I was not excited enough when I did the woohoo. Not at all. Because so, last time I was like, woohoo. If you go back and listen to the first few, like um, maybe like the first minute of last week's episode, I was like, woohoo, it's episode 36. And he was like, woohoo. <laughs> so we fixed that like, just yeah, now yeah. and you almost hit the guardrail. Yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> hey, well, we were just watching this episode of The Chosen. By the way, if you haven't watched The Chosen, you should watch The Chosen. It's so good. Right? You should watch The Chosen. It's, 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 it's phenomenal. So anyway, we're in episode, we're in season two and we're on, I don't remember what episode we're on in our small group. We've been doing it as a small group. And so, which is hard to do, um, in small groups in homes where we live because there's no internet. And so it's like, sometimes we watch it and we have to wait 10 minutes for it to catch up to itself. But anyway, so we were at the church this time, our group had to meet the church, some COVID related stuff. Anyway, there's this episode of it. I don't remember which episode it is, but just made me think of this when we did this. And uh, Jesus, it, Jesus cast this demon out of this dude. And oh, I like that. Episode. Yeah, and all these people are watching, right? All these yeah. disciples watching, and John the Baptist is watching. And John the Baptist yeah. is crazy, by the way. And <laughs> and uh, it's silent. He casts this thing out, and everybody is just silent. Nobody's saying anything. And John the Baptist just all of a sudden goes, "Yeah, I, <laughs> cool. I love it. It was so cool funny. We rewound, we rewound it a couple times and watched it backwards. And so yes, it was pretty funny. It's anyway, so funny. That's what I was trying to do. Just now I was love my John how the Baptist that show it makes them really seem like real people. It's like so it's not good. that they're necessarily saying everything from the Bible word for word. It, my dad always describes it. It's historical fiction. Yeah, absolutely. So like it's historical. Like they're using stories from the Bible, but they're making it. Like letting it play well, out in such a way that like, oh, these are real people. Like they may have said this. They may have. Well, they're really this. trying to historically fill in the gaps in the gospels. So in the gospels, yeah. you're getting you're getting main highlights, main yeah. points and stuff. Obviously, there's a lot in between. When we teach and preach, we do the same thing. Right. Like they're walking from here to here. They would have had to do this. You know. Right. You, you know, the Bible, the, the gospels don't tell you that any of them go to the bathroom. Right. But you know that they do. Right. right? So you you know they're they're working through some of that yeah. stuff. It's, it's really cool. So cool. I love that show. I'm waiting for season three. I like binge watch. Yeah, well, I couldn't. I was waiting like every few weeks to watch each episode, so I couldn't binge watch it. But I think I did binge season one. It's very, very good. Watching and the after. cool thing is, is, somebody pointed this out in our group the other night, that Jesus is the main character, but he's not the main character. Like, Jesus is the main focus of everything, but you're seeing in-depth stuff on all these different disciples Yes, it's like people. they all take turns as the main character yeah, almost. It's like, extremely It's all cool. surrounding what Jesus is doing yeah, in their lives. Yeah. But it's still like you learn like these different backgrounds. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. I love it. It it's makes really me cool. want to watch it again. Yeah. It's really cool. Anyway. Yeah. So, so yes, I'm excited. How about yes, that? Yes, yes. Right. Woohoo, we're excited. How about that um, intro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I said it, but I'm Chloe. I'm here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey. And we are in a series right now called Sins Christians Ignore That Mess Us Up. And this will be the fifth. I think fifth. Yeah, yep. this will be yep. the fifth um, episode of that little series that we're doing. The first one was on gossip, which was Rough, still brutal. my favorite because it totally convicted me. And Thank you, like next. I said, yes. <laughs> Why made you say that? Because <laughs> I don't want to talk about the gossip. It messes oh, yeah, me yeah. up. You know? Yeah, it messes me up every time. So, uh, episode two was about gluttony. Gluttony, yeah. yeah. I'm like having a hard time remembering each of them one. in the right order. That's another one. And Thank then, you. Next. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you thinking about that Ariana Grande Me song? Too. Yeah, <laughs> That's what when you said it, I was like, thank you. Next. <laughs> um, episode three of the series was about honoring your parents. Also very convicting. All of them have been convicting yeah. because truthfully, these are all sins that we don't realize that we're ignoring them. Yeah. And it's messing us up. And we're not coming up with some list of sins that you ignore. <laughs> right. But it's not us holy podcast, Christian <laughs> podcast people. Right. right? It's all It's of us too, right? Yes. We're, we're struggling. Last just week like was a are. doozy. Yeah, yeah, it was, that one was about, when was it? We <laughs> <laughs> just, you just did it. It was, it was on, uh, oh, oh, um, evangelism yeah, and not sharing your not faith. Not sharing your faith. Yeah. Right. And so that one was also super challenging. It was practical, different ways that you can start implementing that into your life. Yep. Um, because like you said, we all struggle with that and all these and different things that we've talked about. It's yes, a sin. it don't, is a sin. Don't, don't disqualify it as don't just, it. right. Yeah. Don't just be like, oh, well, let's just, you know, that's not really simple. You know, it, yeah. it, it's disobedient and it definitely is. I showed you in the podcast right. Then it's sin. Yes. Right. And it's messing us up. It, yeah. Nothing's messing your faith walk up more than a failure to actually live out what you say you believe. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So we're going to jump into one today. Yes. This will be the sixth not, one. Yeah, we're not going to do long on this one. So, I mean, I say that, but no, this is the fifth one. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You already said that. So you I, like, right I know. Time. I don't know why I got all confused. We're, we're not going to talk on this one long. I want this one just to marinate. Maybe you think about it on your own. So I'm not going to do what I usually do and dive into every little aspect of it we can right. talk about. So this one should be, except for our very long intro, this should be a relatively short podcast. Yes. And so it's one that we just need to think through. Yeah. This um, one be a little different. Because I don't really have the answers on this one. Um, and this one's one that I've struggled with a lot too. Um, but I just see it constantly. So I think we need to bring it up and then just let it sit. Then maybe next episode we'll come back to it a little bit um, in our recap and talk yeah. about it a little bit deeper. So um, <clears throat> let's set the scene here. Throughout the, let's just go with New Testament. Throughout the New Testament, um, which is you know the Gospels, so the life of Jesus, these these eyewitness accounts of the life of Jesus, and then what's happening with the early church. So they are all some you know Acts is giving you some some what's going down, some history, some early church stuff that's happening, like a record of it from Luke, just yeah. like the Gospels recorded, and then all the rest of the New Testament is letters, basically, from pastors and church leaders to Christians, right? Mm -hmm. um, so throughout the New Testament, we read consistently, over and over and over again. Chloe's going to give you some quick little examples of this. Yeah. Feel free to do your own Bible study on this. All you need to do is go into Google and type in, Bible, love one another. And you're going to see this pop up, like, repeatedly. Um, we consistently read this command to love other members of the household of faith. So loving other members of the church, other Christians, Christ followers, those that we are, we are alike in our belief in Jesus, we will be in eternity with, that we are commanded to love one another. There's constant, constant examples of this in Scripture. We're just going to give you a few just to set the tone. Yeah. So, And I haven't told you yet what the sin is yet, so we're going to come to it mm -hmm. after we get to this. Chloe, give them uh, John 13 is the first one, I think. Yes. Yep. John 13, 34 through 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's Jesus. He just said love one another like three times. Yes. 
And then he said, the world will know that we follow Jesus if we love and care for each other. Right. He's talking specifically to them loving one another in the faith. Right. That's not a command to love everyone else. That would be known as the great commandment, love right. God with all your heart, mind, you know, all, <laughs> all your heart, mind, Close. soul, strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. This one is very specific to you've got to love everybody that's in the household of faith, right? And these people were very different. I mean, you've got Matthew, who's a daggone tax collector, um, walking around with people who are who are devout Jews. There was hatred there that they've got to love one another. And it's Jesus talking specifically to us in the faith that we have to love other Christians and that the world's going to know that we love Jesus because we love and care for each other and we're so da- drastically different. Right. All right, give them another one. All right, so the next one I have is 1 Peter 1, 22. It says, now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. Sounds pretty straightforward, right? right? Give them another one, 1 John 3. 1 John 3, 11, for this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Yep. I mean, so in other words, we've been saying this all along, got to love each other in the church, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. We're united by Christ. We love each other. And then you have another one from 1 John. Yes. Chapter 4, I think. Yes, First John 4, 11 through 12. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. All right. So you can read through tons of examples of this. It's over and over and over again yeah. that we must love each other as fellow Christians. So here's the sin. Here's the sin that we're ignoring that is messing us up. Number five, uh, loveless churches, right? Lo- the lack of love for other brothers and sisters in the faith. It is a for sure command, and it is a sinful thing that we are doing all the time. It has become very prevalent in the day and age that we live. In many churches, it's extremely you know common to see this. Think through experiences that you may have had in churches or whatever. If you haven't had experiences in churches, then that's great because you didn't see this mess. Um, Think through all the times that you saw deacons fighting with each other or elders fighting with deacons or the deacons fighting with the pastors or the women's leaders fighting with the men's leaders and arguing over all these things. If you've ever been in a church board meeting – um, well, it depends on what denomination and what that's called, right? A deacon meeting, a church, a church membership meeting, a uh, um, uh, administrative board meeting is what it's called in the Methodist Church. It's like ninety nine percent fighting with each other about different stuff, right? So it's just it's just common to see. It's common to see members, church members, go to war with their pastors. Mm. I mean, I know so many pastors that um, were beat up and then just kind of pushed out as fast as they could be pushed out because they tried one thing or they did this one thing or whatever, just constant battles back and forth. Um, it's it's also, let's don't leave the pastors out and make them like they're perfect because we definitely are not. It's equally common to see pastors of other churches refusing to work together with those churches or those denominations or enter into gospel partnerships. It's, it's very common to see churches – um, in one denomination, tear down one in another nom- nom- denomination. It's it's common to see pastors in one church tear down pastors in another church over, 
you know, certain issues. Um, and most of the time, these things that we fight and argue about, they're gray issues. I call them gray issues because they're on stuff like church government or worship styles mm. that we would call second and tier orders or matters of uh, doctrine that divide us, right? That the common faith thing here is that we believe in Jesus, um, that he is the only way, that he is the son of God, that he's a resurrected son of God, and then and then what God looks like in the Holy Trinity. Um, and then we get arguing and mad over somebody's using the instruments and somebody's not, right? Yeah. Or, or um, one denomination believes in... Um, more or or you know a heavier emphasis on the gifts of the spirit and one denomination does not right and all these things you should see this fighting amongst christians all the time no wonder we struggle to love sinners in the world we can't even love each other on the same page as us right yeah. they believe in the same thing and so you know should gray issues on church government or those second or third order doctrine things should they divide us in such a significant way um the the sin that we're ignoring that's messing us up is we don't love each other. And that's a big one. We're so irritated with other Christians all the time. We're so mad at them. I mean, we did a podcast when the podcast first started. I don't know. You can go all the way back. I want to say it's somewhere around the first 10 episodes on uh, – I can't remember what the title was or what we were talking through. I mean, it may have been Confessions of a Pastor. And one of my confessions was I can't stand most Christians, right? You know, <laughs> like Christians get on my nerves for so many different various reasons. But but we are commanded to love each other. And that is a sin when we don't. Yeah. Um, and it's really significant. So I think it's okay. Like it seems okay today to overlook hostility from Christian to Christian. Like it seems like it's all right to overlook those things. I mean, just read the comments on any Christian's post about something or blog comments, oh my goodness gracious. Pick a pastor right now that has a blog, go look at it, stroll to the comments. You'll see Christians starting to bash each other over their beliefs in certain things. Yep. I've got a guy that I that I follow. He's been mentoring me for a long time. He coaches pastors. I think he's brilliant, but I also think his heart is just phenomenal for the Lord. And he now, he used to be a pastor, and now he coaches pastors. And he will post something about three evangelism strategies. Like we were just talking about evangelism last week. It's right. a really important thing as, as a Christ follower yes. to evangelize. He'll post like three evangelism strategies. And you'll have people going, oh, this is awesome so much. And he's, you know, he'll, he'll help you further. Then you'll have comment after comment after comment about we don't need evangelism strategies. This is what's wrong with the church. We just need to share. We just need to preach Jesus. You know, you can't give them three points. And as people start what? slamming them, and then one's like, and one's going, that's what's wrong with churches today. They are all this, this hip hop music, and they're they oh got all gosh. these lights and stuff like that. They don't, you know, they just start tearing each other down, and it's everywhere. Yeah. It seems like it's now okay for us to be hostile towards other Christians, and I firmly believe that that's a sin. One, we just saw it prevalent throughout the Gospels, prevalent through the the writings of the New Testament. I believe it's a sin, and I believe it's one that we ignore and just have become okay with, that it's okay if a Christian is not um, does not have the exact beliefs that you have on second and tier doctrine problems, Yeah, that it's okay then to tear them down yeah. instead of 
instead of knowing, you know, no, I want to talk to them about this because I don't think this is what the Bible really says, and we can have a conversation because maybe you're wrong, by the way. Um, but really, we just end up destroying them based on this and being so hostile in this hostility inside the church. One, why would somebody outside the church want to come in and be a part of something where there's so much hostility? Right. How can they believe that you love them outside the church, but you don't love the people that are in the church? One, why would they ever, or two, I don't even know what number I'm on, why would they ever even want to come in the church then? How could they even believe that you really love them and that you're going to continue to love them if what you're saying is, is I love you when you're outside the church, but when you get inside the church, we're going to fight and argue about all this other stupid stuff. Yep. You know, so it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But two... Jesus is extremely serious on this, and this is the one I want to show you so we can kind of move from it, um, that we can't just keep insulting each other in our traditions and our customs um, because it's nothing other than disobedience. God clearly commands us to love one another. He even calls us to love our enemies, too, right? But Jesus is extremely specific about us being full of love for each other, right. what that does in the world, and the fact that if unity is important to Jesus, then unity must be important to us. If it's important to Jesus and we're failing to do it, then it's a sin. And I want to show you one piece of scripture, and then we're just going to cliffhang this bad boy. Read that scripture, Chloe, that comes from John chapter 17. Yeah. And and I want to uh, – let me – I'm trying to figure out whether I want to set it up after you say it or before you say it. You read it. Read it. Okay. We'll do it after. So, John seventeen twenty through 23. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me, and have loved them even as you have loved me. All right, so Jesus is praying in the garden prior to being taken. So this is kind of it, right? He's about to be arrested. It's game on. Pretty soon, right here in the garden, God's face is going to start to turn away from Jesus so the full of our sin can be placed on him and he can be the substitute, right? He can die in our place because we deserve the cross, not him. Right. And he starts to pray for the disciples, those people that are with him right then. Then he changes gears right here in the scripture just a little bit. And he goes, I'm not just praying for them. I'm praying for everybody that's going to believe, everybody that's going to be a follower of mine, everybody that I'm going to, that's going to take my blood and they're going to be me. They're going to accept me. I'm going to be their savior and Lord, all of them, that, that we would be one. So he's using some of his last um, words, right? Because he actually, you know. Jesus doesn't speak a whole lot of words through the rest of this. Like he's quite quiet. He's, yeah. There's some, no doubt, right? But like when he comes to the charges and stuff, he's silent on a lot of those. There's a, you know, there's a few little last words. But this kind of begins his sort of last words. And he uses these last ones in these last prayers to pray that we would be unified. And then he says that that's how the world is going to know that we are his, is if we are one. What he sees is this is this. And he's Jesus, he's God, so he knows all this, that it's going to be people from every background, every tribe, every tongue, people that would typically hate each other. And now all of a sudden they don't hate each other, they love each other. And the world says, hold up, 
something different's happening there. Right? All these people that are so different and hate each other, they now love each other and care for each other. And so he prays for unity. If, if unity is that important to Jesus, and it is because he's using these concluding last prayers to pray for us, not just the disciples. He makes it specifically clear that it's for all believers that are going to come to be unity to be in unity to not be to not be lacking love for each other then it's clearly a priority for Jesus which means it's a priority for us I don't know if you could clearly say it's a command but you can clearly say it's a priority and if Jesus has a priority that we fail to recognize as a priority that's sin right. that's disobedience yeah. stark disobedience I don't care how you want to put it there's this commandment for us to love each other. There's this commandment for us to love our enemies. And then there's this commandment for us to be in unity and Jesus prays for that. So how, how then, how then can Christians display so much hostility towards each other? We follow a Lord who loved us that hated him. And yet we don't love each other. Christians should, if that's the case, we should never carry the label of hateful or or, or divisive or malicious, especially towards each other. We've already covered the fact that we're here for the world. We have to love them, right? Jesus is very clear on that too, but he's also very clear on the fact that we have to love each other. And I think that one of the things that's really messing up a revival in the church, an awakening in the communities around us, is the fact that we don't love each other, that we're so mean to one another. We're so hateful. And I just don't think that that is in any way honoring to God and in any way showing what heaven looks like. Because, by the way, what heaven looks like is complete unity among the believers and followers of Christ. You know, the the vision is, the full-on vision is, the ending vision, the ending dream is every tribe, every tongue, every nation bowing to Jesus. And we're supposed to make the church on earth look like the church in heaven. How could that ever happen? How could we ever have real evangelism? How could we ever have an awakening in our communities if we don't even flip and love each other? We're yeah. so mean to one another all the time. So I just want to let that sit. We're going to close. I'm going to let it hang out there because I don't really know the answers. I'm going to, I'm going to try to think on some of those before our next episode. Um, just want to let that hang out there. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yep. Well, that's it. Definitely go back and write those scriptures down if you want to look more into that. Or, Adam, I think you were saying if you want to learn more about it, just Google. Literally Google Bible or New Testament love one another. It's You're going to see countless things right. come up about it. Yeah. It's a lot of different scriptures out there to study through to kind of learn more about what it looks like to really love one another, even in the face of maybe different opinions. So... Thank you guys for joining us today. We hope you have a great week. Um, Be sure to join us again next week and follow us on social media. We say that every time. And we have new episodes coming out every Wednesday. So we'll be back with you again next week. if you're a Christ follower, quit being mean to other Christ followers. Yeah. Thank you. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Next episode. (laughs) See you later. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.